Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Switching to Mint Mobile is the easiest way to save in 2024. Wireless plans are 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash Merle. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a road edition of Charts with Dan. You go where the movies are, which is what I'm doing, so I can get a review to you tomorrow, actually, of, I think, one of the most anticipated movies of the year that I can't wait to talk about. Apologies for the quality of this video. Sometimes your gear doesn't work exactly the way that you want to on the road, so this is just using the FaceTime camera on uh, my MacBook. So, uh, you know, not the best looking, but it's going to be kind of a short episode, so that's okay. I'm also uh, sure that it's great to see the quality of the backdrop here. Uh, this is what I like to call the beigeous hotel room I've ever been in. Not bougiest, beigeous. This entire room, you can't really see, is just uh, brown. So we're going to liven that up with some charts, and let's look first at the top five for this past weekend. Now, these are the dreaded estimates because this was a holiday weekend, the President's Day weekend here in the United States, so final numbers aren't out yet. We're going to look first at the three-day weekend, which saw Bob Marley One Love triumph as the number one movie with $28.6 million for the three-day weekend. Although, look at that total, $46.4 million through Sunday. So we're going to talk a lot more about Bob Marley. There's really just no good news for Madam Web at all. The reviews were terrible, and the box office was not good as well. $15.35 million for the three-day weekend estimated with a $23.5 million total through Sunday, about half of what Bob Marley made. Argyle drops around 22% in week three for a total just under $4.9 million and a domestic total at around $36.6 million. Migration actually had a 29.8% increase in business from last weekend. I guess a lot of people bringing their kids to the movies over the holiday. $3.8 million and $114.8 million domestic total through Sunday. The Chosen Season 4, Episodes 4 through 6, the next installment of this season. Debuts in 5th place at $3.6 million. It's made $4.38 million through Sunday. Then we have Wonka in its 10th week of release, a 15.2% increase in business and a $3.5 million total. The Beekeeper comes in 7th place, just a 5.4% loss in business from the previous weekend and a $3.2 million total, a $59.8 million domestic total for the Beekeeper through Sunday. Anyone but you, I actually thought that this movie would see an increase in business over Valentine's Day, but I guess it's sort of peaked a little bit before then, a 9.3% loss from the weekend before, and a $2.4 million total, although its midweek business on Valentine's Day proper wasn't too bad. Lisa Frankenstein drops to ninth place. It only dropped 43.4% in its second weekend, but that just tells you how bad last weekend was at the box office. $2 million, and it goes from second to ninth place. And then in 10th place, we have Land of Bad, which was in just over 1,000 theaters. It made $1.835 million for the Friday through Sunday window. This is from director William Eubank, who also made The Signal, Underwater, and Paranormal Activity Next of Kin. And Russell Crowe just said, hey, you know what? I'm going to keep working with the Hemsworths because we have two of them in this movie, Liam and Luke, alongside Russell Crowe. Looking at the four-day President's Day weekend, Bob Marley comes in first place at $34.1 million for a total through its entire run thus far 
estimated at just over $52 million. Madden Web comes in second at just over $18 million and a $26.2 million domestic total. Then we have Argyle at $5.75 million, Migration at $5.1 million. Monday's box office puts Wonka in fifth place at $4.32 million, with The Chosen falling to sixth place at $3.945 million. Then The Beekeeper in seventh place, Anyone But You in eighth, Lisa Frankenstein in ninth, and Land of Bad in tenth place. So Bob Marley, One Love, over-indexing. It was a hit with audiences. It got an A cinema score, even though reviews weren't particularly great for the movie. It connected with audiences and gave the box office a nice little shot in the arm, especially because of the disappointing performance of Madam Webb. And looking at the best musical biopic opening weekends, and this is the best that I could find. The data is actually pretty spread out on this. Bob Marley, One Love scores a top five opening weekend all-time domestically for a musical biopic. Straight Outta Compton holds the record back in 2015 at $60.2 million, followed by Bohemian Rhapsody back in 2018 at just over $50 million. Then we had Elvis's opening in June of 2022 at $31.2 million. Bob Marley, One Love probably would have come in third place had it not opened on a Wednesday because that $28.6 million is its opening weekend but doesn't include the first two days of release. This is how records are kept, though. And in fifth place is All Eyes on Me back in June of 2017, the only one of these that wasn't a particular box office hit. It had a huge opening weekend compared to its final domestic gross of $26.4 million, but then had a massive fall-off the weekend after. Of course, the other big story this past weekend was Madam Web, which has become the newest punching bag for just about everybody right now. And if you saw my review, you'll see that I didn't think it was a particularly good film either. I thought it was an exceptionally poor film in many aspects, and it is not measuring up to anything in the Spider-Man universe. As a matter of fact, even if we take Spider-Man out of the equation and give you the non-Spider-Man Sony Spider-Verse opening weekends domestically, Venom Let There Be Carnage remains number one back in October of 2021. It's such an anomaly that it was able to open so high as theaters were just opening back up. I think it was the excitement with Spider-Man No Way Home. $90 million back in 2021, the highest opening for a Sony non-Spider-Man Spider-Verse film, followed by Venom back in 2018 at $80.2 million, Morbius in April 2022 at $39 million, and then we have Madam Web. Its first three-day weekend goes in the books as a $15.35 million opening. Of course, Craven the Hunter is TBD. That one won't come out until August, but it should be noted that Madam Web did open on a Wednesday. When you look at these numbers, we're basically comparing days three, four, and five of Madam Web's release with days one, two, and three of the other movies, which isn't particularly fair to Madam Web. So we have estimated numbers at least through six days of release. Let's see if we can even out the playing field and look at these movies with all the data that we have. And yeah, it still looks terrible for Madam Web. Through their first six days of release, both Venom films had already broken $100 million. Morbius was at $45.5 million, and Madam Web is at $26.2 million. So even by the lowered expectations of Morbius, it's still not performing well at the box office. And depending on how Craven the Hunter does, could very well be the basement dweller in the non-Spider-Man Spider-Verse that Sony has been attempting to build. Looking at movies that dropped out of the top 10 this past weekend, Mean Girls drops out after five weeks. American Fiction drops out after three weeks. The Chosen Season 4, Episodes 1 through 3, was pulled from theaters because Episodes 4 through 6 debuted, so it's out after two weeks. And the re-release of Dune is out of the top 10 after one week. That was a limited engagement. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com.
Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Looking at the movies that lost the most theaters this past weekend, Mean Girls lost about half of its theaters. It lost 1,270 theaters. It's got about 1,350 remaining. Anyone but you, I guess a lot of chains were just waiting for Valentine's Day to pass because it lost about 785 theaters, although it's still playing in just over 2,000. American Fiction lost 659 of its theaters. It's now out of wide release and 800 theaters remaining. Poor Things also lost about 600 theaters, 610 to be exact. It's also out of wide release and is playing in about 680 theaters nationwide. And then The Boys in the Boat lost about half of its theaters, 521 of them. It's also out of wide release in 586 theaters nationwide. Looking at what I call our box office road to recovery or lack thereof, the blue line is the weekend average for the years 2015 through 2019, the red is the weekend average for 2021 through 2023, and the dotted black line is what we've done so far this year. And as we were last week, we're pretty much still just basically where we have been when you average out the weekend since theaters reopened starting back in 2021. The highest grossing film for the 2021 through 2023 window was Ant-Man and the Wasp's Quantumania, which opened on this weekend last year. And then the highest grossing weekend for the 2015 through 2019 window was the 200 million dollar debut of black panther back in 2018. looking at movies that closed this week these are all films that did not report grosses now it's possible that one or two of these may report a little bit late because of the holiday but even if these movies aren't closed this week they will be soon napoleon didn't report any grosses this weekend so i've got it closing after 12 weeks the boy and the heron also not reporting grosses i have it closing after 10 weeks Then we have some Christmas releases, Ferrari and The Color Purple, both Christmas openers, both closing after seven weeks. Two disappointing movies also from 2024, The Book of Clarence and ISS, also not reporting grosses this weekend. The Book of Clarence was open for five weeks. ISS was in theaters for just four weeks. These are the top five films internationally, so that's outside of the U.S. and Canada. And the Chinese market continues to dominate with their slate of films that were put into theaters to celebrate the new year a couple weeks ago. YOLO is at number one at $84.3 million, followed by Pegasus 2 at $78.8 million. Article 20 at $68.4 million. Boonie Bear's Time Twist at $50.4 million. And then the only non-Chinese release to break the international top five was Bob Marley One Love, which made $29 million internationally. When you combine the international grosses with our domestic grosses, we get the top five worldwide, but it's still almost entirely Chinese films, with YOLO at number one dropping 23.5% from last weekend, Pegasus 2 dropping 24.7% from last weekend, Article 20 actually increasing in business almost 50%, Bob Marley One Love opens to $57.6 million worldwide in fourth place, and then Boonie Bear's Time Twist only loses about 17%. And the performance of all these Chinese films means that Madam Web doesn't even post a top five worldwide opening gross. There are a lot of other charts that I want to look at, but before we do, I'm going to take a question from the Mint Mobile Hotline, which has been a great addition to the show. And we were talking about anyone but you and its box office. Let's take a somewhat related question from Madison up in our neighbor to the north, Canada. Hi, Dan. This is Madison from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. I am an OG subscriber and absolutely love your show. I am curious on your perspective on rom-coms, how you think an ideal model of how to release a rom-com nowadays in order for it to have the most success. And then on the flip side, what do you actually think that the studios 
will do, if anything. So thanks for taking my question, Dan. Again, continue doing what you're doing and hope to hear my question on your show. Thank you. Thanks, Madison, for that question. And that's been something that people have been talking about. Is the rom-com coming back? Do actors want to return to that genre? Because so many actors enjoy making those movies. And really, when you say what is the ideal model to make a rom-com, or you know, if I were the king of Hollywood, what would I do? Well, I think, number one, you make it responsibly budget-wise. I'm talking 40 to $80 million, depending on who you want to cast as the leads. When you're casting the leads, I think you have to have two people that have actual chemistry, not just two big names, because that is so much of the success of the rom-com, is what is the chemistry between the two leads? And if you don't have that, then I don't think that the rom-com works. So you make it responsibly, you cast it well, and then I think you have to put it out at a time of the year when people have a chance to find it, which really is just about any time except for the middle of the summer when turnover is so quick with movies leaving theaters. The thing with rom-coms, especially now, is that people might not show up the first week, but if it's good and it's got good word of mouth, then they're going to show up in subsequent weeks. And that's why I think Anyone But You was such a strong idea to release during the holiday season because here we are in February and it's made, I think, over 10 times its opening weekend. Not I think, it has made over 10 times its opening weekend and is one of the sleeper success stories of the early part of the year. So I think that's what the ideal strategy is as far as what I think Hollywood is going to do. I think it's what they've done with most mid-budget movies lately, which is to continue making them for streaming because it's a low investment and you can probably bring in subscribers. But we are also moving away from that mentality, the idea of throwing everything at the wall and just, you know, making all these movies just to get subscribers. The market has changed. The expectations from investors have changed. And with the success of Anyone But You, as well as other films in the genre, it could very well be that we'll start seeing more rom-coms pop up in theaters because the one thing, if anything is consistent in Hollywood, is that whatever is old will inevitably be new again. Thanks to Madison for that question, and if you want to call in with your question for the Mint Mobile hotline, you can call in at plus one three two three eight six three. 3311. We'd love to hear from you. And I also want to thank the people that make the Mint Mobile hotline possible, Mint Mobile. Madam Web, Bob Marley, Dune, so many of the movies that we talk about on this channel are wildly unpredictable at the box office, and they leave a lot of studio executives sweating, worrying about whether they'll be worth the money. But something that's always worth the money is switching to Mint Mobile, because right now, wireless plans are just $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. People have budgets just like movies do. Now imagine getting the return of a Spider-Man movie on a Madam Web budget, something that Sony's definitely not going to experience. Whatever you're paying, I can just about guarantee that it's more than $15 a month for less than unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data, which is what Mint Mobile will give you. At Mint, you can choose from three, six, or 12-month plans, and they give you the best rate for you and your family, and at Mint, families start at just two lines. Plus, you can use your own number and your existing phone. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash Merle. That's mintmobile.com slash Merle. Cut your wireless bill to just 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash Merle. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. All right, let's continue on by looking at some other charts from this past weekend. This is the per theater average list. Now, there could be some smaller films that have not reported due to the holiday, but this is the information that we have right now, which is that Bob Marley won Love posted the best per theater average at $8,081 in each of its 3,539 theaters. 
Perfect Days, a contender for the Best International Film Oscar, comes in second place at $6,941 in 34 theaters. Then we have Madam Web, bringing in $3,825 per theater and about 500 theaters more than Bob Marley played, but it just wasn't as much of a draw. It was playing in 4,013 locations this past weekend. Then we have the 2024 Oscar-nominated shorts, which brought in just over $2,000 in 375 theaters. I actually have a whole day planned later this week to go watch all of them. And then we have Ennio, the documentary about legendary composer Ennio Morricone, playing in three theaters and bringing in $1,777 per theater. These were the top five films playing in limited release, so this is 1,000 theaters or fewer this past weekend. At number one was the 2024 Oscar shorts in 375 theaters, bringing in $765,000 total. Then we had The Taste of Things from France in over 500 theaters, a big expansion from last weekend. It brought in over $600,000 total. The Zone of Interest comes in third place. It actually got rid of some theaters this past weekend, so it looks like it has gone as wide as it's going to go. It brought in $473,000 in 443 theaters. Then we have Out of Darkness, still playing in 865 theaters, bringing in just under $350,000. And Perfect Days, playing in 34 theaters, brings in $236,000. No change on the 2024 limited release top 10 grocers. This is all tickets sold as of January 1st. American Fiction and Poor Things remain locked in at the top with their run before they expanded to wide release. Then we have Fighter from India in third place. Although the zone of interest is picking up ground, it's at about $6.3 million in fourth place. Hanuman is in fifth place. Origin is in sixth place. All of Us Strangers is in seventh. Gunter Karam is in eighth. Queen Rock Montreal is in ninth. And Out of Darkness is in tenth place, gaining very quickly on Queen. Looking at the 2024 annual domestic box office, so this is movies released in 2024, Mean Girls remains number one for now, although if Bob Marley One Love keeps up its pace and all indications are that it's going to, it could well be the number one movie of the year until Dune Part 2 comes out, and you know, you never know, the box office is unpredictable. Right now though, Mean Girls is at number one, The Beekeeper is in second place, Bob Marley One Love debuts on the chart at third place with its $52 million total since opening last Wednesday. Argyle's in fourth, Night Swim moves down two spots to number five, Madam Web is in sixth with its $26.2 million gross, The Chosen Season 4, Episodes 1 through 3 drops two spots to number seven at $13.1 million, Lisa Frankenstein moves up two spots to number eight with just over $8 million domestically, Fighter moves down three spots to number nine, ISS moves down three spots to number 10, and Honeyman and the Book of Clarence both drop off the 2024 domestic top 10 altogether. Looking at the most tickets sold since since January 1st, Wonka remains the number one movie of the year at $77.6 million, followed by Mean Girls in second place, Migration in third, The Beekeeper moves up one spot to number four, Anyone But You drops down one spot to number five, Bob Marley One Love debuts on the list at number six, Aquaman in the Last Kingdom moves down to number seven, Argyle moves up to number eight, Night Swim moves down to number nine, The Boys in the Boat moves down to number ten, and Poor Things drops off the list altogether. And then looking at the 2024 worldwide box office as best we know it, as always happens because China releases a lot of movies into the market right around the New Year holiday, this list is dominated right now by Chinese releases. YOLO has posted a gross of just over $400 million, followed by Pegasus 2 at $358.1 million, Boonie Bear's Time Twist at $207.7 million, Article 20 at over $200 million, so the top four films right now all from China. The Beekeeper moves down to number five at $143.7 million, Mean Girls moves down to number six at $100 1.8 million. 
Bob Marley One Love has already banked $81 million worldwide after a little less than a week in theaters. Argyle moves down to number 8 at $77.5 million. Madam Web debuts at number 9 with just $51.9 million worldwide in its debut. And Night Swim moves down three spots to number 10. Fighter and Son of a Rich move out of the top 10 altogether. As we do almost every week, I want to end the show with a look at a weekend in box office history, and we're not going to go back too far. We're just going to go back nine years to 2015, but the reason I picked this weekend is because it was another President's Day weekend that saw a Dakota Johnson film squaring off with a film by Matthew Vaughn, much like we're seeing with Madam Web and Argyle, although I would say in both cases they were much happier with the results. This is the weekend of February 13th through 16th, 2015, President's Day weekend, which also included Valentine's Day, and saw the debut of Fifty Shades of Grey, making $93 million over the four-day weekend on its way to a $166.1 million total. This was, of course, the breakout role for Dakota Johnson. Kingsman The Secret Service opened that same President's Day weekend to $41.7 million on its way to a $128.2 million total. And the opening four-day weekend for Kingsman posted more than Argyle has made nine years later after multiple weeks in release. The SpongeBob movie Sponge Out of Water had a great second weekend at $40 million. It made $162.9 million domestically. American Sniper in its eighth week of release, but only I think its fourth or fifth week of wide release, brought in $18.7 million on its way to a final gross of $350 million. And then Jupiter Ascending, oh my goodness. What a movie. Its second week posted $10.7 million on its way to a $47.3 million domestic gross. Very disappointing for that film. In a way, though, it was the Madam Web of its time. It was definitely the punching bag of the box office this weekend nine years ago. Because we're less than 10 years away and there isn't a whole lot of separation, I'm going to skip the adjusted for inflation for this week, but don't worry, it'll be back on the box office flashback next week. And I'm going to wrap it up because of the environs and everything, and I don't want to annoy my hotel room neighbors too much by yammering on about numbers. Opening this week, there are a couple of movies. We have Driveaway Dolls, which was supposed to open last year, but was pushed due to the strikes. We also have the Demon Slayer to the Hashira Training preview for the new season, which is the last episode of season three and the first episode of season four. I have my tickets booked already. And also for you Christopher Nolan fans, Tenet is getting a re-release this upcoming weekend, including some 70mm IMAX screenings. If you didn't see Tenet in theaters, this is your chance. I did see it in theaters, and I will tell you, spoiler alert, it is not any easier to understand the dialogue on the big screen than it is on a small screen. And that wraps it up for Charts with Dan from my beige den this week. Uh, Thanks to everybody who bears with me as I go on the road to try to catch these movies. And thanks to everybody who spent part of your day watching me talk about these box office numbers. Be sure to stay tuned this week. I have a lot of reviews and a lot of other stuff, not just Dune Part 2, but also a review of the Avatar The Last Airbender series, which is hitting Netflix, as well as some movie news reviews and all of that stuff. So be sure to stay tuned right here. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell to notify you when I release a video because sometimes people don't even know when I put videos out because YouTube doesn't tell them. So make sure you're notified because there's a lot of stuff coming out this week that I'm excited for you to see. Until next time, stay safe, and I'll see you then. Bye. When you love riding a motorcycle, you want to ride it everywhere, even to a physical. Let's check your weight. Hop on the scale. Look at that. You're down a few pounds. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, must be the new carbon fiber wheels. And when you love saving money, you want to save even more. That's why GEICO makes it easy to bundle your motorcycle and car insurance. I'm going to prescribe 91 octane for your engine knock, and we'll want to see you again in 3,000 miles. Kickstart your savings with GEICO Motorcycle. Bundle and save on the things you love.